Welcome to the Attention Collection Podcast, a show about the art of paying attention, about expanding awareness, and sharing what we found with anyone willing to listen. I'm Anthony Garcia. Imagine assembling a team of highly trained, laser-focused artists to design, lay out, and then implement a -a one-of-a-kind masterpiece. Imagine this piece taking several artists working side-by-side for a week or a month or more, while spectators watch over their shoulders through the entire process. Now imagine the finished piece. A multicolored array of geometric shapes, intricate symbols, and mythical creatures. A tapestry of vibrant colors consisting entirely of sand. Millions of grains of colored sand. Now imagine, upon completion, as people marvel at the beauty and significance of this one-of-a-kind piece of art, that the artists encircle the piece and begin sweeping it up into the center, right where the work began. Here for a moment and then never seen again. Long before the advent of the stress-reducing, creativity-boosting phenomenon known as the adult coloring book, Tibetan Buddhist monks have been practicing the ancient tradition of the mandala. Now, this has taken many forms and obviously has been ripped off by popular culture in the form of coloring books. But one of the most well-known forms of mandala is the sand painting. Now, as stated a minute ago, they're visually stunning. They're beautiful works of art, but they're more than that. To the creators and to the devout Buddhist, these paintings have deep and abiding significance. They involve worship. They involve honor. And they're so much more than performance art. They are that. And they're amazing to watch. You can go on YouTube and watch this time lapse unfold before your eyes, and it's worth your time. But it's also a meditation. Now, I have trouble throwing away old finger paintings from my children. So I can't imagine taking something with such significance and upon completion, not two years down the road, but a couple hours down the road, sweeping it back into the middle where the process began and completely wiping it away forever. As I said, it's a meditation. It's an exercise in embracing something known as impermanence. The following quote is from a Tibetan travel site. During the closing ceremony, the monks dismantle the mandala, sweeping up the colored sand to symbolize the impermanence of all phenomena. It is meant to be a teaching to show that everything that exists has a beginning, a middle, and an end. So it's art. It's meant to be seen. It's meant to be experienced, like all great art. But it's also a teaching. It's a teaching about life, and it teaches at least two things. It teaches us to enjoy the process, to pay attention through the moments, all moments, everything, the good, the bad, and the ugly, 
And two, it teaches us that everything has an expiration date. So when you look at a mandala, you are looking at what it means to be human. And the same is true for the work we seek to put into the world, the art that we seek to create, the relationships that we hold, the bonds that we have, everything has an expiration date. And so like the mandala, we can practice the art of noticing and we can one, enjoy the process by paying attention to every single moment. If you watch these mandala videos, you see the painstaking attention to detail. There is no room to be thinking about what's not happening right here and right now. These people are fully focused in the moment. And two, that everything has an expiration date. No matter how fantastic it is, there's a time where it'll be swept right back to where it started. Now this can seem morbid and it can seem dark, or we can choose to see the beauty of it. The work that we put into the world, we can hold in two ways. Instead of thinking about what it will be like when it's done, or instead of considering, oh, I cannot wait until retirement when I'll finally be able to live, what if we actually lived now and the work that we created would would be meaningful? And what we chose to offer the people around us would be meaningful because we showed up for every moment of the process, that we're not phoning it in for some later date to be determined, but that we're there and simultaneously realizing that even this work has an expiration date. And the the interesting thing is, we don't know where the middle of the process is, and we don't know where the end of the process is. With every phase of our lives, for all we know, we're at the beginning. We could be 30 years into something and we're just at the beginning, or we can be six months into something and we're already at the middle on our way towards the end. So let's just be where we are when we're there to show up for the process. Eckhart Tolle said, death is the stripping away of all that is not you. The secret of life then is to die before you die. It is the recognition of impermanence. It's the holding your hands open to life. I'm not gripping anything too tightly because I don't know how long I get to hold it. Imagine how much more we would cherish things from this posture. Imagine how much more we would show up to our relationships, to our families, to the work that we put into the world, to all the art that we seek to create. And that doesn't have to be quote unquote creative work. A conversation is a work of art and it has a beginning and a middle and an end. What if we were there for every step of that process? And then we didn't hold it too tightly. We don't expect or anticipate the outcome or the end result, but we also know when it's time to let go. That for the parents listening, parenting is a practice of impermanence. 
We have children for such a short window of time in our care. What if we just loved them through every moment of the process, through the good stuff, when they tell us we're the best thing that ever happened to them, to the times when they scream at the top of their lungs, I hate you, how could you do this to me? What if we were just there for every moment, realizing that this relationship has an expiration date? It could be sad or it could be joyful. It depends on how we look at it. Consider this phrase from Sadhguru, the Indian mystic. He says, as a mantra, for everything. This covers every facet of life in this phrase. This too shall pass away. It serves as an encouragement through challenging times. If you're in a rough situation and you don't see the way out, this mantra is there for you. This too shall pass away. Whatever it is that I'm going through, I will come out the other side some way, somehow. And it also serves in this way. It's a humbling reminder. If you're at the top of your field, if you can see the top rung of the corporate ladder and you're on your way right there, remember this too, the success shall pass away. In the relational realm of life, in the happiness, in the peak of amazing relationships across the gamut, if we can look at the person across from us and realize that this too, this moment, this experience, the beauty of this bond shall pass away, we will hold them lovingly, but not with clenched fists, and we'll be able to fully experience the moment. What if we treated our lives like sand paintings, that we showed up for them, that we put our all into it, and that whoever came around could watch the beauty unfold around us in awe of what it is we are doing. But then we realized that in the not too distant future, it's all going to be swept into the middle where it began. Okay, so if you like what you just heard, feel free to tell someone about it. Subscribe to this podcast, share it, and listen, if you're feeling extra generous, leave an honest five-star review on iTunes. Until next time.